0: To Doc G Show, I am your host Doc G. With me, as always, the incomparable, Word. the notorious, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, hmm. Charette. Say what, Doctor Gordon? What is happening, sir? Woo, Mike, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Nope. I was just yeah. thinking about this when when I said it. Uh, when when I said, uh, incomparable. You know, mm. I said uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, incomparable, notorious. And and I I just realized, why do we change the pronunciation of of comparable when we put in, in front of it?
1: Hmm. You know? Mm. We say
0: comparable, and then we say incomparable. We we don't really ever say incomparable. You don't really ever Mm. hear anybody say incomparable. Now, even British people, you know how they sometimes can- uh, Perhaps. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: I, we'll have to call up a British person and ask. Well, it's yeah, like, it's like, it's like the word version of Kansas. Yeah. You know? By itself, Kansas. Put R in front of it, Arkansas. Huh? Never hmm. hear, never hear console. Good point. Good hey, I'm headed point. to console What? Mm, it's gonna be a good yeah, time in console. Where did that come from? You don't know. You know, nah, I'm just saying, a little food for thought on a Wednesday, Mike. I'm fired up. Ooh, I'm fired yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it, I hear it. How, <laughs> how are you feeling?
2: One
3: to I 10. Actually feel pr- I actually feel pretty good, Doc i I'm like at like a nine, I think. I Right Ooh. before the shot, I don't know if you could tell by my hair, but I took a cold shower. Uh, I took a cold Ooh. shower, wanted to get juiced, wanted to get pumped, get that extra dopamine. My gosh.
0: My gosh, listeners. Yes. You've, you've got two energized people <laughs> on the show. And, uh, Mike, I got to start off by giving them some energy on an old man complaint. Yes. I got I got Let's a little it. bit of an old man complaint uh, that's been building. It's really been building since last week when we talked. Um, okay. I, Mike, want to own things. Word. hmm yeah. And I want to decide when I purchase those things on my own terms. Yeah, it's not compatible. Girl, come on! That's <laughs> what I want in this world, Mike. And every company out there is trying to make that not happen. Nope, subscribe. Exactly. Wham. Exactly. Every company out there, Mike, is trying to find out how to make their product crack and turn uh-huh. us into an addict. Yep. That's that's it. They want the comeback, Mike, and I'm tired of it. So true. <laughs> I am tired of it. Every single thing. Every company has some way of now locking you in to their bullshit for no reason. Yep. Bro, come on. So, and you, know, you go to the grocery store to buy a box of cereal, and they're like, "You want me to put that on auto delivery for you?" like, no, I want to come in the next time I run out of cereal and say, hey, I would like the cereal again. Mm -hmm. That's what I would like. Everything (laughs) auto delivery, everything. Do you want this? It's just it's it's too much, Mike. Yeah, it is. I mean, let's say let's say after you go to the store for your cereal, you're like, you know what? I want to I want to work on my fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to get fit. You decide to join a gym. And they're like, Mm -hmm. how many months do you want to sign up? And what type of membership do you want? You can have access to some of our rooms, but not all of them. Here's the different prices. And as soon as you stop paying that fee, get the out. We don't want to see you again. Yeah. Right? Girl, come on. (sighs) And then you're like, you know what? Okay, that seems like too much. I don't (laughs) want a continuous fee. Maybe I'll just get an exercise bike at home. And Peloton says, how many months do you want to sign up for this bike that you just ordered? Wait, what? Because after you don't sign up for the bike anymore, you don't get to use this bike. Mm. What? What? Wow. So you say, wow, all right. I guess I'll just go for a jog and listen to some tunes. And Apple says, hey, before you start that jog, we're going to need money every month for those tunes. (laughs) The (laughs) man, everything, (laughs) Mike. (laughs) <laughs> Everything is looking for the comeback. Pretty much, Just pretty much. One ridiculous idea after another, and it, it infuriates me. I saw an advertisement for Hello Fresh.
3: Yeah. You know like Hello grocery, Fresh
0: Grocery service, yeah. Oh, those Mike. Yeah. Oh, gosh. On the surface, it seems like a fantastic idea, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, it seems great, eat healthy and the healthy food gets sent right to your door. My Mm -hmm. goodness. What a deal. What a deal. Agreed. yeah, but. Here's the downside, Mike. Yeah. It costs a ton, and you still gotta do all the work. Yep. You still gotta do everything, man. All they do is shove some ingredients in a box every week and charge you the same price as a restaurant when you go and pick it up and someone else is cooking it. (laughs) Pretty much. What is much. that? Yeah. They're they're essentially charging you every week for a specific trip to the grocery store. Yeah. That's what they're charging you for. Yeah, you're paying to not think, yeah. And and I love how they brag that all the ingredients and the directions are in the box. Huh? That's always like on their commercials. They're like all the all the ingredients come in our box with the directions. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, first of all, what kind of company would you have if none half the ingredients showed up? Well, we got half. It's like a majority <laughs> of them came to you, so you can make at least half of the, the meal that you were supposed to. That's pretty good. Like, second of all, those directions are known as a recipe. You
1: know, <laughs>
0: you know how many free recipes there are out on the internet? Like, I can look up hundreds, Billions. Mike. Hundreds and yeah, thousands, billions. Yeah, no, lots. Billions might be a much. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not billions. <laughs> yeah, millions maybe. <laughs> Variations of the same thing, but lots, lots yes. of them, Mike. Yeah. And on the commercial, I was watching. I just saw a recent, you know, a recent uh, 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 Hello Fresh commercial, and mm-hmm. the the lady on there, she's like, "I love Hello Fresh because on days I'm really busy and can't be bothered with cooking. I just." like to do hello fresh word what what are you doing with hello fresh that you aren't doing with cooking you're (laughs) doing everything the same you have to chop you have to peel you have to Mm -hmm. bake you have to wait no let me tell you what people do when they're busy mcdonald's that's what they do if they're busy right talk about Yep. And y- exactly. And then you get <laughs> infuriated when there's eight people in the line. And you're like, oh, sh- this ruined my time. Now I got to wait here for 15 minutes. I don't have time for this. Right. Oh, I was the only one with this idea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This, this lady on the HelloFresh commercial is not busy. Nope. no. She's busy telling people that she's busy, and then she's Mm -hmm. wasting an hour and a half making her meal from a company that's ripping her off every week. That's what she's doing. Although I guess she's not really that person because she's getting paid to do the commercial, but whatever. Anyway. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike, it's obviously not just HelloFresh, though. We were talking about it last week, and I told you that's what, you know, sort of got me thinking about it. Mercedes. Mercedes now charges roughly $100 a month for their electric vehicles to increase the amount of horsepower you get. Yeah. Hmm. Now, let me make sure everybody listening has this clear. That's a subscription for horsepower after you paid $80,000 for the car. Word. You're not leasing this car, and this is some kind of extra leasing cost. No, Mm -hmm. you bought the car, and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you can use that car. It's just gonna be crappy unless you pay us more money per month. Just to throw that out there. But enjoy your crappy car if you don't wanna pay this. What the is that, Mike? Yeah. What is that? Girl, come on. That is ridiculous.
3: On the Mike. flip side, might get a little discount rate on the old uh, car insurance. Hey, listen, guys, I can't go over <laughs> seventy miles per hour. What kind of rates? I've, uh... <laughs> I've got a
0: governor on this thing. I'm going at I'm going at I'm golf cart speeds.
1: That
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be so sad. Mopeds are flying by you. People on bikes on the Tour de France are going by you. You're like, ah, I'm trying. Oh God. Mike, I'm tired of companies trying for the comeback, man. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I I don't. Every time I buy something, I don't want to hear, "Would you like it on auto deriv- delivery?" No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. You know what mm-hmm. I want? I want to pay for something and you leave me alone until I want something again. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: it. Yeah. And Mike, on this show, we don't demand the comeback. No. But we. Appreciate I mean, we kind of do we do no we don't demand it (laughs) we We appreciate it it, Mike we do we appreciate it yeah 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 we ask and then we we appreciate yeah you know no demands you're right and Mike let me tell you something a huge (laughs) huge 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 factor about our comeback hmm it's free it's free let that wash over you listeners it is a free comeback if you don't come if you do come back we don't care and guess what you don't pay it's free mm-hmm. of charge. Everybody gets into this party, Mike. Everybody. Yeah. Are you ready to fire up this show? Let's fire up the show, Doc G.
3: Five. All three engines up and burning.
0: Two, one, zero, and lift off. Whoo! Gosh, the comeback, Mike. The comeback. The I'm tired of it. Tired of it on the on on those on those money greedy companies. You yeah. know what? We're not one of those. We are not one of those. We have a fantastic show. We have the one and only Joe Bonamassa on the show. Can't wait to talk to this guy. Just a world traveling blues man here. Just my goodness. All the tunes that he has made. All of the, the, the people he has played with. The Grammys he has been nominated for. Just everything. Everything. Woo. Can't wait to talk to him. But first, Mike, we need to start where we start, the birthday suits.
4: Happy birthday, Mr. President.
0: Oh, my goodness. I just realized, Mike, in my my, uh, outline for this week, I did not put where you're at as far (laughs) as the total. I did not find the total out, but I will. I promise the listeners... By the last two birthday suits, I will find out where Mike is at. He's somewhere around 60, 69%. Uh, D-plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere around there. I just can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, Mike, it's interesting. We have two very early 2000s uh, dude movie stars. Okay. I found I found it interesting that both of them had birthdays on the same day. It was sort of sort of wild to me. Hmm. Um, but anywho, uh, I think you might be able to get, like, one or two of them. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Uh, here we go. First one. Born in Cheshire, Connecticut, uh, March 8, 1977. Our birthday suit wearers mom was a gymnastics teacher, and his dad was a professional baseball pitcher. Uh, he hmm. started acting when he was in middle school. And then really committed himself in high school, performing in several Broadway productions. He went to Drew University, but dropped out once he was selected to play Dawson Leary on the show Dawson's Creek. Hmm. The show was a huge success. And just two years later, he was selected to play in Varsity Blues as Mox. In 2008, he had a recurring role on One Tree Hill. He's had several small roles since then and was on the 28th season of Dancing with the Stars. So true. Side note, he and his wife, Kimberly, have six kids. Six. Jeez. Name that birthday suit wearer.
3: Um, I'm hoping for a half point on this, Doc G. I believe his name is James something. Is it not James?
0: yes no james, you're correct
3: james uh it's a
0: it's it, it's a four four namer it's a huh you gotta you know it's it's nope it's not james just your standard del. it's
3: it's no <laughs> i want to say del campo <laughs> i don't know i you're, know that's not right
0: you're gonna know exactly when i say it james james Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. James James Vanderbeek. Yes. Turning. I'll take the half point. I'll take the half point on that one. You're going to get a half point. Now you're back. That will put me a whole.
1: You're even. Yeah. So,
3: yeah.
0: You're even. Yes, indeed. You are. uh, uh, He's turning 46. 46 for James Vanderbeek, man. Six kids. Oh, man. Yeah. I went through that dude's uh, post on Instagram. He's like an emotional dude. Like, I don't think he was acting too much on that show. (laughs) The meme was real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, all of his posts, like, he had posts about his kids. Like, one of them was turning, like, 12 or something. He's like, "Uh, when my daughter, when she first came into this world, I knew my life changed. She took one breath, and I knew (laughs) everything would be about her and not me anymore. And just, like, all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, easy james Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's a lot and, uh, and you know of course there's people commenting on it like yes so true james well said bravo you know but uh yeah he is i mean six kids six kids six
3: kids wow he still looks the same in a way i guess he does look a little yeah he gets a little, a little withered when they
0: do the candid pictures there you know a little withered but he yeah. still looks good he looks like yeah, he's, he, does. he he does he does he looks good, rugged. I like it—a little rugged look on James Vanderbeek. It's solid, yeah, you know, for sure. For that's, sure, he's got a—I mean, but like all his kids, they're under like ten years old. Jesus, that's a lot of. <laughs> Woo yeah. that is insanity back back. at your house. Good Lord, yeah. no, thank you. But happy birthday. Hey. He also—I uh, mean, you know, no offense to him—he's uh, doing a lot of uh, life stuff with his six kids. But like, man. After, like, 2008, <laughs> that guy hasn't done much.
1: That guy hasn't <laughs> been in
0: the entertainment industry too often, you know? I think we he, know why, yeah. Well, he's, I mean, I got six kids. Every time my manager <laughs> just... would call me up, I'd be like, don't call me! I've got too much <laughs> going on! Like, just... Uh... There's oh, a there kid is. jumping out of a window. There's one using the blender. There's another that <laughs> has their head in the toilet. I don't know what to do. Nope. Oh. <laughs> too much, Mike. Too much. Anyways, happy birthday to James Vanderbeek. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. What All do we right. got? Okay, Mike, I was uh, cruising some headlines. I came across this one. Quote, 17 beautiful foreign words that have no English translation. Word. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. And uh, then in the first paragraph, Mike, I read, it says, Aloha, for instance, is the Hawaiian word that has spread overseas and is used as a greeting. But the word literally translates as Breath of Presence. Hmm. Hmm. I gotta say, Mike, your title says 17 words that have no translation. (laughs) That's a translation. Yes. I feel like the title should be 17 words that have no comparable words in English. Ah, there we go. I think that's what they meant. (laughs) That's what they meant. I mean, we have a translation, Mike. We have one but we don't have a single word for breath of presence Nope. because no English-speaking person has been that cool. Nobody was like, you know what? We need a word for breath of presence. Am I right? Zen. We're in the (laughs) moment, guys. Like, you know. It really does work for that word, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good breath word. And I mean, when you look at it, no English person has ever thought that. Like an actual English person? <laughs> no. Come on. It's dreary. It's cold. It's horrible. You're part of the UK Empire. You're not thinking Aloha. Nope. I mean, who the f- knows how they even came up with Cherry O? That was <laughs> that was a mistake one day, and they were like, Oh god, I'm gonna regret that one. That was bad. Um, Mike, you like your signature?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Love my signature. Hmm. It's like Michael Jackson's.
0: Nice. I like it. I like it. Apparently, there are a bunch of folks out there that don't. Oh. Yeah. uh, The headline (laughs) of this article says, quote, hate your signature? Try plastic surgery for autographs. (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah. Word. Yeah, so as the article puts it, Mike, doctors, lawyers, celebrities, they all hate their signature, and they're Mm. hiring calligraphers to make a new one for them. Just folks sitting out there using their artistic talents to make a signature. One of those people, Priscilla Molina. Priscilla Molina is a calligrapher. She says that she does about 300 custom signatures a month. She has different packages uh, where you ask uh, for multiple styles or you can ask for just like a set of new initials. She's got all kinds of different Mm. packages, right? And uh, Priscilla says uh, before coming to her to get their signatures, customers are, quote, not happy with their signatures. They don't relate to who they are. They don't give the message they want to convey to the world, she says. Hmm. And uh, Priscilla said she's got uh, all kinds of styles. Elegant, subtle, dramatic, sharp, classic, artistic, Mm. condensed, curvy, Legible. Kirby. Even illegible. You can't can't read it, Mike. <laughs> can't read it. She <laughs> <That's> then <great. laughs> offers templates and stencils, encouraging clients to practice their new signature. Ah, that's good. Yeah, that's so good. You, you get it, you work it through. Um, yeah. So, first off, like, uh, Mike, let me say, um, my, my signature's pretty stupid. That's a fact. You know? It, it's not great uh because i did um, Uh, because
3: you can make that b so cool there's so many awesome shapes with the b
0: you could but like you know that's the thing is i just haven't really uh cared um you know it's sort of like Mm -hmm. make your mark and i'm just like "Ah, there we go wham um right i just never thought about it i I don't i don't hate my signature you know yeah i gotta be honest i don't really think about my signature too much and, and, I kind of did at a point. I thought I was going to be famous, Doc G. I, mean, at, I at still a, could be. You are famous, Mike. Don't <laughs> kid yourself. <laughs> so true. We're yeah. super famous right now. True. They just, when we go to the grocery store, think about it. How many times do you have to sign autographs? You're walking down the cereal aisle and somebody's like, hey, can you sign my Cocoa Puffs? You're like, again. Uh, at the grocery yeah. store. Jeez. Yeah. They're like, man, I love your input on the Doc G Top Three. You're like, I know. I know Thank you. I Thank know. You. Let's be all let's be honest, Mike. It'd be the stand-up. It wouldn't be the Doc G stand uh Doc G Top Three. That's a fact. Hey, you uh, never know. Never, <laughs> never know. unique weirdo. Anywho, um, I'm gonna be honest though, Mike. If you are uh if you hate your signature and that's the biggest problem in your life. Your all, your life is awesome. Woo-hoo. You, <laughs> yeah. You won the effing lottery. If that's your conundrum, you're working on that. You're like, oh god, what am I gonna do? This, this signature, it's ruining my life. Like, come on, man. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you got. Second yeah. of all, uh, they they said uh, uh, Priscilla said, you know, they don't relate to who they are. You made it up, man. That is who you are. Come on. That's a fact. If you yeah, want a new much. one, come up with one yourself. Don't ask Priscilla. I yeah. don't know, Mike. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mike, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know we have a segment on our show called News That Doesn't Suck. Of course. Uh, and I have a bunch of different outlets where I look for news that doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. And, and most of those outlets usually don't have news that doesn't suck because, uh, well, most news sucks. Um, yes. Because, let's be honest, it's not a happy world out there. Um yeah. So I sometimes go to Good News Network. I don't know if you've ever heard of Good News Network. But uh, no. essentially, they just post good news. Sweet. That's it. Hmm. You know? So you get uplifting stories at all times, you know? Yeah. And uh, I try to find some uplifting news every now and then that I can tell the listeners. And I got to be honest, I was a bit befuddled uh, this past week when I went on there and I looked at the first news story they had listed. I would argue it's not good news. Nope. <laughs> at least the way that it's put. So here's here's the title. Quote, supermassive black hole lurking at the edge of the universe is one of the biggest ever detected and completely unexpected. Wait, what? End quote. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Does that sound good to you, Mike? Not really. That seems terrifying to me. Yeah. Hey, what's that giant black hole that's sucking everything up at the edge of our mm-hmm. universe? Oh, it's coming. Oh, right no! Like, <laughs> you know, we're we're not all astronomers. You got to clue us in, guys. What does that mean? Yeah. You know? apparently. How close th- is it? Apparently this is good news, Mike, because apparently this helps solve the mystery between galaxies that produce a lot of stars like our sun mm-hmm. and the first supermassive black holes. You know, which yeah. is is a good thing to solve for astronomers. I'm just saying, the title does not make me feel good. Nope. You no. know.
3: Yeah.
0: You could have made the title Good News from Astronomy. That'd be you know, that'd be a yeah. lot better. That would open work. up with that, yeah. Yeah. Just just you know, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um Mike, do you follow the National Park Service on Twitter or Instagram? No, I don't. Mm. They're they're killing Good the so, they're they're killing the social media game. Oh, okay. They've got 1.1 million followers on Twitter. Over 4 million yeah. followers on Instagram,
3: you know? Lots of pics, lots of info. What do they do?
0: Both. Both, yeah. you know, they got okay. killer picks from all of their uh, from all of their forest. You know, they right. they got an unfair advantage, right? Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. just out there killing the nature game. Yeah, and then and then they got somebody out there just making the comments, you know. Yeah, they got somebody making good captions, good comments, just killing it. And yeah. uh, they had a pretty viral tweet last week. It racked up uh, 10 million views, 26,000 retweets. Wow. uh, And it read, quote, if you come across a bear, never push a slower friend down, even if you (laughs) feel the friendship has run its course. End quote. (laughs) Hmm. Now, Now, Mike, I didn't read the comments, but I'm sure somebody probably had my same thought, which would be like, why would you need to push them down? They're slower, right? Is that what they're saying? Like you're just gonna outrun them, so don't worry about pushing them down because they're gonna get eaten anyways. That's a fact. Like you don't want to be blamed for it. Mm. Is that, like, am I reading too much into it? Because I'm just saying, you know? Like, they're slow. You don't need to push them down. Push down the faster, friend. Mm, There you go, yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a better idea. Push down the faster, <laughs> friend, before they get a jump on you. Then they'll get <laughs> eaten. And you can be like, oh, this is a shame. This is bad. We Just had a great saying. friendship. Exactly. <laughs> I, r- <laughs> I really I love that, <laughs> dude. There's nothing so sad, man. Um, Mike, I've got very important news before we go to break. I've got Tom Brady news. Say what? Tom Brady is back in the news, man. He's just retired, and he just keeps doing stuff. Yeah. And guess what? This is pretty big news. He has kittens. Really? Tom Brady got two kittens. That's right. Wow. He has two kittens. He posted a picture of one of his new kittens that he adopted with and for his daughter Vivian. Oh. Are they, like, tigers? Are they exotic? Is it, like, a... They're, they're partial Siamese. So, they're mixed mm. Siamese uh, um, cats. Uh, so, apparently, okay. he and his daughter, Vivian, started working at the Humane Society of Tampa Bay in August. And uh, another one of the volunteers said, quote, it wasn't about publicity. It wasn't about fundraising or recognition. It was about being a human being. Mm-hmm. It was about Tom taking the thing his little girl loves the most and turning it into an opportunity to spend time together. So true. It was about Tom reaching out to his friend, asking how to uh, get involved, helping his community by giving something far more meaningful than money. Time. Yes. Boom. Now, I will say, Mike, uh, no offense to Tom. He's very thoughtful. But uh, the Humane Society would probably love his money too. And, they definitely would. It'd <laughs> be very helpful. That's right. But yeah, time time is super nice too, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley, who's Tom's friend and also helped volunteer, said Vivian was drawn to the Siamese mixed kittens. So it was surprising. It wasn't surprising that Tom reached out to adopt them. Nope. They are the perf- They are perfect for this family, and for these two adorable kittens. There you go. And I'll, and I'll say, Mike, those kittens hit the effing lottery. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they seriously did. You know how depressed those cats would be if they left the Humane Society and they ended up at my house? And they're like, oh. <laughs> oh. God. This is almost as bad as the Humane Society. <laughs> but they ended up at the Tom, Tom Brady's mansion, man. Yeah. Like think about it. those cats moved out of the worst housing project you could imagine, and into a massive mansion, and your and your caretaker is Tom Brady. Yeah, you wake up and Tom's serving you food in the morning.
1: Sweet,
0: it's nice, man. Yeah, it's like way better than jail for
3: sure.
1: That is so <laughs>
0: much better. So much better. <laughs> the only thing I thought about is he gonna make them do the TB12 diet, cause I'd be a little bit upset, you know. Hmm. If I came down and they had some kind of weird avocado mash for me in the morning, and I'm like, dude, I'm a cat, and he's like, no, <laughs> sorry, got to train, bro, and gotta get I you don't know, ready. Dr. G. TB uh, diet or uh, death?
3: (laughs)
1: Jeez.
0: Uh, I guess, you know, if you put it that way, I'll take the TB12 diet. I'm not going to be happy about it, though. Not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to play with my string with vigor if that's the case. (laughs) Eh, Fine. Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest. None other than Joe Bonamassa. This is his fantastic song, Drive. Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP, 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, hmm, what do the listeners need to do if they do
3: want to come on the comeback?
4: Say what?
3: Yes, if the listeners want to be a part of this comeback and they feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever they get their podcasts. It's a cost-effective way to support us, the show, and hey, if they're feeling extra generous, leave us a five-star review. Yes. We love the five-star reviews. We love comments. Leave a comment. We yes. We also love reading the comments.
0: Mike, I would like to point out that you said if the listeners feel like it's a cost or a, 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 a effective way of wasting their time. If. Yes. You didn't say it is. It so is. they weren't they weren't <laughs> forced, you know? <laughs> they weren't forced on this comeback. Again, not forced and free. Just keep it in mind, listeners. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That is all I'm saying. Now, uh, Mike, we need to thank those regulars. We need to oh, thank those regulars. And guess what? Guess what? We've What's got that? a new we've we've got a new we've got a new edition. New edition Ooh. on the regulars. That's right. Oh, hey. That's right. Hey, Here we go. through. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartansburg, South Carolina, and Athens, Georgia. Athens, right. Georgia there we go What's home up? home of perpetual groove home of hotel fiction two of our favorites mike two yes. of our favorites here on the show shout out to athens for now being on the regulars we're very excited to have you, shout out. As regulars. you. yes yes very much so very much so mike uh semi-regulars semi-regulars are you ready who do we got?
2: Shout out.
0: Shout out to Orlando of Florida. Hey. Shout out to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now, Mike, Baton Rouge may be like, hey, we were on that route of becoming regulars. You were Baton Rouge, but you had a week where you missed. So true. You had a week where you just, you, you fell off the the yeah. top 50 there. What are what you happened? doing? Girl, come on. What are you doing? Now you got to go back on a streak again, but we love you <laughs> nonetheless. We, we do. love you. Shout-out to you guys. Shout-out to New York, New York. Shout-out to Alexandria, Virginia. Shout-out to Conroe, Texas. Hmm. Guess that's how you say it? I don't know. Nope. Shout-out to uh, Burton-on-Trent, United Kingdom. Shout-out to Los Angeles, California. Uh, uh, a, another area code, apparently, because it came up differently than our regular Los Angeles. and the... So just... Some area in Los Angeles outside of our normal Mm. regulars. Uh, Shout out to Guadalajara, Mexico. Yes. Shout out to Portland, Oregon. Shout out to Port of Spain, Trinidad, and Tobago. Mm. Shout out to Welford, South Carolina. And shout out to Jersey City, New Jersey. There we go. There we go. Thank you to all the regulars and semi-regulars. Keep it up, Baton Rouge. We have faith in you. Man, I'll tell you, first Athens, Baton Rouge, we're just going to get all the SEC cities.
1: Woohoo!
0: Baton Rouge, LSU, <laughs> Athens, University of Georgia. We've already got Columbia, which is South Carolina, uh, USC.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, we need to get Oxford. <laughs> we need to get, um, okay, I'm not going to do these. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting them going, Mike. Mike, uh, we need to fire up something that you like to do. Uh, known as the uh, Previously on the Doc G Show. Oh, yeah, I have something. I have something for the Previously on the Doc you G You do? Show. Yes, You do. do. Previously on the Doc G Show. Yes. Um, Mike, you proposed the idea last week. What if somebody had invested $599, not in Apple stock or yes. not in an Apple phone, but what if they did Bitcoin instead yeah. of Apple stock? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, to the listeners, I was like, Hey, uh... Had it been created in 2007, you're like I'm pretty sure it had, but it actually was 2009. Yes, 2009. Yes. So if we invested 599 into Bitcoin in 2009, Mike, what would we come out with? What would we have? Hmm. Well the uh, the
3: calculator that I used could only go back to July. 17th of 2010 Girl, come on. oh come and on calculator yeah, i know i know but adjusted with inflation if you put 600 dollars in bitcoin right now you would be sitting on 212 million
0: seventy thousand nine hundred and thirty dollars that's 95. not bad no that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good return on investment so true pretty decent pretty, yeah, pretty decent pretty decent <laughs> pretty good retirement fund there yeah. that is pretty mind-blowing mike mm-hmm. that is i mean my goodness if you could have been that person i don't think there was any person out there that did that much into it That could have held well except satoshi nakamoto that that guy's wallet has
1: yeah not moved has not changed yeah, yeah it's not, not but yeah, i mean my
0: goodness people. that is uh that is a payoff right there yes yes i mean just like six hundred dollars and you would just be, uh, be swimming in cash now. Mm-hmm. If yeah. that were me, Mike, you know how many ads would be out there on the Doc G <laughs> show right now? We would have we uh, had a Super Bowl ad if that were me. Yeah. There would have been a Super Bowl ad for the Doc G show. And it would like have been like a, a three sh- second. <laughs> three second like. It would have been the <laughs> ad. It would just be us like, hey, you should listen to our show. And right. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Like, but man, that is that is quite the payoff, Mike. I am yeah. I am not that risky or, s- s- uh, I guess, savvy enough in my investing strategies to find the mm-hmm. uh, find the dark horses like that. I go wow. for the I I go for the uh, for the I don't know what you the opposite of dark horse. I go for the light horse. Yeah, which would be pirate booty. Yes, uh, solid options. <laughs> has a very slow growth throughout yeah. history, but it's always mm-hmm. there. It I is. mean, if I if I hide that pirate booty 400 years from now, people are going to find a war chest that they're very excited about. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, I hit the lottery." They're going to be jacked. Sweet. It's not it's it's not going to be a true 200, 600 million whatever it was Bitcoin, but they'll be pretty jacked nonetheless you never know i mean hey who knows who knows who knows but mike we need to uh we need to move on to the miscellaneous file Mm, miscellaneous little miscellaneous here mike i was thinking about this the other day and i forget how i actually started thinking about this but i went down a little rabbit hole mike do you realize that there are folks over the age of 20 a lot of them that have never known a life without American Idol. Jeez. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's very true. Yeah. American <laughs> Idol started back in 2002. Wow. That's crazy. That is wild. Yeah,
3: I did not know that.
0: There is no reason that show should still be on television. Nope. I am yeah. not intrigued to watch it at all, Mike.
3: No, especially not without the uh, the uh, sh- crappy auditions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Those do you do you, do you remember the first winner, Mike? Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Got it. Nailed
1: yeah. it. Nailed yeah.
0: it. I, like I don't even remember her for that though anymore. You know, I think of her TV show or talk show. I think of the Grammys she won. I think of the books she wrote. Like you go you go on uh you know you like Google Kelly Clarkson half the pictures on Google are like her hanging out with Barack Obama and and uh, Joe Biden and you're just like oh so true hanging out with presidents that's pretty cool like and she was American Idol winner it's
1: yeah crazy That's what I crazy. still
0: know her for I I feel like anytime I hear Kelly Clarkson I'm like ah just she's just still living off that American Idol
3: Wait what? Fame. Well here
0: here's the bigger question Mike do you remember who won number 2? Ah, uh, it was um Jordan's no, it was uh
3: it was a white guy, spiky hair. Uh, I can't remember what his Not name was. Not spiky hair, curly. Curly hair. Oh, fr- it was uh Ah, uh, I know the face. I see the face, but I I can't remember the name. Justin
0: Grani, Grani. Okay, Justin yeah, no, Grani. No. Yeah. Yeah, they had a they had an album together, Mike. Justin mm. and Kelly. Don't know if you remember. They had a movie, I, I think, too. No. I think there was a movie, I'm pretty sure. Anyways. You know what Justin's doing now? He's got 8 kids. <laughs> He's Ew. Hiking. Uh what is he doing? Mike, do you ever watch uh have you ever seen a Diet Dr Pepper commercial? Mm, I don't think so with little sweet Hmm. the guy that basically looks like prince he's the little miniature guy that comes out and offers you a diet dr pepper when you've done something good in your day now i don't think i've seen that one that's what justin is he is little sweet the guy in those commercials yes Yes. that's a good gig hey hey you know what mike if you ask me Looks like Justin won out of these two. Yeah, he definitely. He's, doing he's got great. the sweet roll. Sweet well, out role. of these two. I don't know. Kelly Clarkson's doing. No. Nope. She's got. No. Don't kid yourself, Mike. He's got a cushy <laughs> role in commercials. It's <laughs> it true. Is nice. Yeah, it he doesn't have to nice. work as much for sure. And I'll I'll tell you, Mike. Go on YouTube, since you since you're not familiar with him, go on YouTube, watch some little sweet commercials. You'll laugh. Okay. You'll laugh. Now, uh, Mike, we need to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Joe Bonamassa right here on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker.
2: This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP-FM, UNF Jacksonville.
0: Joe everybody we are thrilled to have a guitar legend a man known around the world for his music abilities he will be in St. Augustine this weekend on March 11th to play the St. Augustine Amphitheater Mr. Joe Bonamassa Joe how are you sir
5: I'm doing great man thanks for having
0: me for sure for sure so you are playing the St. Augustine Amphitheater Uh, and before I get to that uh, that is leading up to the Blues, Keep the Blues Alive at Sea, which is happening uh, the 14th to the 18th. And the cruise is a function, obviously, of Keeping the Blues Alive Foundation. And you started yeah. the foundation back in 2011. And uh, I, I'm just wondering, uh, how's, how's the goal of the foundation been going? How's the health of, of music and blues, in your opinion?
5: Well, you know, we've been raising money for the last 12 years and we've raised over a million dollars and given it all away in forms of, you know, packages to schools. And during the pandemic, we we uh, we raised a bunch of money for musicians who were out of work, almost three quarters of a million dollars for them. And, nice. and you know, this cruise is just an extension of what we do on a day to day basis, you know, and um, we do it every year and have a great lineup this year. Little Feet, Rob Randolph, Bobby Rush, Jimmy Hall, Dion. I mean, it's 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 great. You know, sold out in advance, and we're we're very excited about it
0: for sure. Well, now before I ask you specifically about the cruise, you also have with keeping the blues alive. You you just recently announced uh, shows coming up here in August. Keeping the blues alive presents Joe uh, Bonamassa and friends, which are two shows there in Long Island, August twelfth and thirteenth, with Sticks. And Don Felder and uh, I'm a big fan of sticks, but I'm I'm really big fan of old Fingers Felder there. Uh, and I was wondering what what's your history with Don? And I mean, you know, obviously he's he's phenomenal, but what 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 do you like about his music?
5: Well, you know, I mean, like you know, other the fact that he helped write Hotel California. Yeah, I mean he you know don and i've been friends for a long time you know same thing you know with the guys in six you know they re- they remember me when i was their support app and, yeah. and they were all very helpful and 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 encouraging to me and and everything so you know i mean it's it's it, we this is our second annual uh, last year we did it with kenny wayne shepherd and jason bonham at jones beach and this year we added a show we're doing uh, jones beach on long island and uh bethel woods which is a uh uh, an amphitheater on the site of uh, the original Woodstock nice. and uh, so, so that'll be great you know I, I'm really looking forward to doing those shows and and you know I'm kind of sandwiched in between two hit machines so <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring my a game and you know see how it goes
0: for sure well Don's a, a hometown hero in these parts raised in Gainesville Florida so you know we that's right. Got that for him too. But uh, back to the cruise, uh, the the keep the blues alive uh, at sea. How how's it different than your on show performances? What do you like doing about the cruises that you don't get to do in like a regular performance? Uh,
5: You know, I like the camaraderie. I like the camaraderie between the bands, and you know, I mean, the friendships that are that are started and maintained over the years. I mean, this is our, our ninth year doing this. We've done. I think we've done 13 different cruises with hundreds of different bands, you know. I mean, at this point, you know, it's like we're, it's 35 bands per, per, per cruise. So we're, you know, mm. in the hundreds of bands. And, you know, it's just one of those things we're just very excited about, you know, what, you know, what, what happens. You know, we'll, we'll do one regular show for the folks. And then our second show, it's like, it's kind of just hot luck. And those, those are my favorites. We get everybody to sit in and just, you know. Yeah. Turn it into okay guitar
0: again. <laughs> you you get you get those big jam sessions i saw uh, a couple of years ago i think it's 2019 you, you had a uh, there's a great video of you guys doing it with one of our uh former guests there larkin poe and uh those ladies they're a little like yourself they've been touring musicians since they were kids essentially but they they are insanely talented those guys
5: they're, they're very talented and and you know, I, I think they're poised to become really big stars and and uh, and you know, super successful. I, I mean, they are all very successful, but but you know, yeah. I, I think uh, I think they're the heir apparent and and will be really you know, um, uh, you know, will be big stars in the next couple of years.
0: Megan's lap still is is in, insane. Just they're,
5: they're both insane, you know. I mean, it's uh, you know, they're great singers, great performers, great guitar players, uh, slide players, and um, you know, they're they're just one of the, you know, the fact that they sing together like they do, mm-hmm. you know, intrinsically happens when siblings sing together. They mm-hmm. have that 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 bond that that not many people have other yeah. than you know, siblings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, now another one of our former guests and also linked to Blues uh, Keep the Blues Alive record label. Uh, you just released an album uh, with uh, Mark Broussard, the SOS. Four blues for your soul. You co-produced the album with Josh Smith and you're playing on three of the tracks on the album. Uh, and like I said, it's on the, the keep the blues alive record label. Uh, I heard he reached out to you to do the album when, when he did that. What'd you think when, when you heard from Mark Broussard for the first time there about I, the album?
5: I've known Mark for a long time. And you know, the thing about Mark is when he, when he said, Hey man, you know, I want to do, you know, a blues version of these, these kind of charity records. Uh, and he goes, would you and Josh be interested in producing? I'm like, of course, let's do it. Easy, you know. <laughs> basically put together a crack band. It was basically my band um, with Jeff Babco, Eric Krasno. I played guitar on, I played both rhythm guitar and all the stuff. But I played, I had a few feature on three tracks. Josh had a feature on three tracks. Eric Krasno had a feature on three tracks. So, you know, I mean, it was just, we got together with like the, 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 the eight team and just let him do his thing. And he yeah. was, he's, he just sat in with us in Atlanta the other night, he just knocked the house down.
0: <laughs> his, his, uh, his SOS albums are all about philanthropy, uh, in the first place. So was was it him or, or you that said, Hey, why don't, why don't we give, uh, some of the proceeds to keeping the blues alive?
5: Well, we basically just partnered up on it, you know, and um, we, we both put some money in to make the record and, and you know, everybody wins. In that, nice. In that. So, you know, just we're, we're, you know, helping with the marketing of the record and, and uh, you know, our team worked out with his team and, it, and it's, uh, it, it's been great. It, it, just, it just came out on Friday. So, yeah. So we'll see how the results are. I hope he gets to number one. I'm pretty sure he will.
1: It's
0: it's it's nice. It came out it came out sounding awesome. Uh, you guys recorded it at Sunset Sound Recorders there in L.A. Uh, and I I was wondering any thoughts of uh, recording in uh, in Lafayette there in Mark's hometown or was it always an L.A. project?
5: He taught, he toyed with the idea of that, but um, logistically it, it, it was better for us to record in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, and he put the whole family out. So they 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 got in the RV and just drove out. Nice. And, uh, but a lot of our musicians are in L.A. So, yeah. so, you know, it's just, you know, we're trying to keep the cost down, um, it, you know, uh, to, to, to maximize the money we can give away. For sure. And, uh, but about six months later, we ended up doing a, a, a record in Lafayette, Louisiana, with uh, Mike Zito and Albert Castilla, called The Blood Brothers. And we did it at Dockside. And, and, it, and it was great, except for the fact that I got bit by a spider. My left hand swole up like a boxing glove. But, oh, no. Know, I guess being, being in Louisiana
0: what kind of spider was it
5: I know <laughs> like my hand just exploded and I was like this is bad
0: yeah I would I would be freaking out if I were you that is oh Jesus
5: you know that is and I was and I was playing guitar on the record it, so it's like tough to play
0: yeah I would say so did did uh did mark uh, uh did mark show you any uh places to eat when you were down there because he's got a list
5: yeah. See, he knows them all he knows
0: them all. <laughs> well, now, along with uh, recording the record, there, I did see on Instagram when you were recording, Keanu Reeves stopped by, and and I was just wondering, quick synopsis on on how Johnny from Point Break ends up in the studio when you're recording an album. How does how did that
5: he, happen? He was there for a tour of the studio because he was contemplating uh, booking some studio time and. The lovely people at Sunset Town were like, hey, do you mind if uh, Keanu Reeves in? And we're like, no, come on, man. Nice. So, and, you know, he's so painfully nice, but nobody wanted to ask him for a picture. And I finally said, I, I don't care. I'll just ask him for a picture. And so that's, that's a picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's used to it. It's fine. He's not going to. He'll, he'll take the picture. But now, along with producing Mark's album, you've got uh, albums of your own on the way. You've got a live album, uh, and the live album—it's a, a album and a concert. It's called "Tales of Time," which was recorded at Red Rocks Amphitheater in in Colorado, and it was produced by Kevin Shirley, who I, I think—correct uh, me if I'm wrong—he's he's been producing all of your stuff since uh, "You and Me," uh, I think.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's 18 years we've been together.
0: What what, what makes Kevin such a, a a great producer, in your opinion?
5: He is a wonderful musician in his own right, and he thinks outside the box. That's that's what makes Kevin um, such a great uh, such a great producer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he he's been working um, with me for eighteen years, and he just has uh, you know it's it's just one of those things, you yeah. know that that uh, it clicks. Uh, it, it just clicks. Yeah, we we get along, and uh, you know I love him to death. You know.
0: What would you say you you try to take from Kevin when you're producing somebody like Mark?
5: His entire playbook.
0: <laughs> Just steal, steal everything.
5: No, no. I mean, I work fast. I go for takes on the floor, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not. You know, you got to decide when you produce a record. You got to be the you're the final decider. Yeah, you can't waffle. And I, I saw an interview with Rick Rubin, and he was saying like. This is, you have to be confident in your decisions. This is this is what, how I feel it. And that's why I'm in this chair. Yeah. And it, it, sometimes there's a lot of voices in the room. You just could be like, this is it. And then, and move on.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, now, obviously Red Rocks where the album was recorded, pretty epic place. And then add to that, you're going into it knowing you're recording a live record uh, just sort of wondering for a guy that's been playing shows for, you know, the last 30 some odd years, is, is there any added nervousness for you going into a show like the one you use for tales of the tales of time? Are you like,
5: oh man, we had a lot of screens and we had a lot of cool things going on and, and, uh, the biggest production we ever did, you know, I mean, like, it was an extra truck, with 20 more people. And, um, but it, it was great. I'm, I'm really happy with the way it came out. Really happy
1: with the. Game.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean uh, I've, I've went through the album. The album sounds great. The album starts off with notches, um, which is off your most recent album. and it's such a jam. Uh, you wrote that with none other than uh, Mr. Charlie Star. and yeah, I love Charlie. such a great songwriter. Just take me quickly through the process of writing there with Charlie on that song.
5: He came up with the he came up with the the the, the words. So he came and he goes, "Man, I got this thing. It's like I got miles under my wheels, not just in my walking can." I go, "You had me at hello." <laughs> so and I and I and I came in with the riff because I wanted to do like this Moroccan kind of riff. Yeah. And then we then we just kind of got together on it. Like it was really it was a fun, easy song to write.
0: It it, the 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 riff is so awesome love that riff such a such a jam well you're out on the road you've been out on the road you've got a couple of shows before uh keeping the blues alive at sea like i said two here left in florida and i i couldn't help but notice on the road just about three weeks ago you had a show in good old west virginia and you posted a picture on Instagram of a street, I'm guessing near the venue, with a store that had an advertisement for Super Weenies, with the tagline yep. "You're gonna need extra napkins." Yes or no? Did you try a Super Weenie?
5: No, that's that's, that's for someone who, who um, doesn't carry around a wardrobe case full of very expensive <laughs> size R <PR> suits. Okay. <laughs> You yeah, yeah I have to fit, I have to sit in this suit every day so so no the super weenie was that's that's for the locals that's that's not how I roll had
0: had to keep you got to keep the bod tight I understand I appreciate it I appreciate it well Joe good luck on the last couple of shows and the cruise I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today I really appreciate it.
5: Thank you, Ben. I appreciate you doing it.
0: For sure. Listeners, you can check out all things Joe Bonamassa at jbonamassa.com. Right now, let's take a listen to Notches off of Tales of Time right here on the Doc G Show.
4: in the Saskatoon. I've seen him shining from the...
0: Here on the Doc G Show, you just heard Joe Bonamassa, legend. My goodness. the guy doesn't, doesn't stop working, Mike. Nope. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you. You just get tired. Just all the things that, I mean, albums coming out, producing albums, live shows, Jeez. cruises, just, uh, oh man. I Amazing. guess that's what- this is what it means to be successful. Yes. That yeah. sounds tiring, being successful. It does. It does sound exhausting. Yeah. Mm. I don't know sounds fun. Hmm. Can... Just, I mean, just imagine, Mike, us having to haul this thing around the the U.S. doing a, a live doc G every every week. Woo hoo! Oh gosh, that'd, that'd be, be great.
3: Nice. Not gonna lie. It'd be nice. <laughs> It'd <laughs> I, be I, awesome.
0: <laughs> it would be great. New but...
3: restaurants. Uh, yeah, it would be awesome. You Work know, off, meeting all the
0: fans. You know, Mike, I would definitely start complaining after like two shows, That's a fact. I'd be like, "This is so awesome! I'm so excited!" <laughs> and then the third show, I'd be like, "Mike, let me tell you what sucks about this. Yeah, <laughs> here's this hotel. Uh, ah, yeah. it's a king size bed, but." Ugh. I don't know the sheets yeah. were sort of itchy Girl, come on and it was uh, I woke up and uh, Arizona sort of sucks and Wait, what? no offense Arizona. I didn't mean to single you out like that but <laughs> anyways Mike thanks to uh Joe for coming on the show very cool for him to come on Mike you know what time it is Doc G top three. <laughs> Yes, indeed. It is the top three time of the week. And, um, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, Mike, I just realized something. Just give me some time here. Uh, I've got to look up your uh, record for... Birthday suits. Yes. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let me find this real quick. 16.5 16.5 for 24 was where you ended last week. So that would mean that this week, with James Vanderbeek with the half, you're now at 17 out of 25, Mike. Yes. So we'll go ahead and put that. Sorry, it just came to me that we did not do that during the break. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry that we had to look that up. But now we have it for later on when we do our birthday suits. But we already introduced the Doc G Top 3. The Doc G Top 3 for this week. The three musicians that you would want to fight the least. Word. Who is out there that can just mess you up? Who, if you right. get into a fight, are you just screwed? Living and it musicians. Is not gonna... Living uh, musicians. I didn't say living. Oh, uh, okay. You, okay. But I don't know. have any that aren't living, so. Oh, uh, okay. You know, it still works. But, we'll uh, okay. Okay, Mike, do you have any honorable mentions? Yes, I have a few. Uh, Chris Brown. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs>
3: I can see why uh, I'd make the
0: list. <laughs> I can see it.
3: Yes. Um, yeah, especially for some
0: people. That's a fact.
3: So the other one, a uh, couple
0: of guys, um, Dr. Dre, yeah. Lil Wayne. I, I'm guessing with Dr. Dre, it was after the uh, the pump up. Hmm. I don't know, man. You I'm know? Try, that guy's just very intimidating. I, I just feel okay. like that guy has
3: a lot of experience. Uh, All right. Yeah, I said Lil Wayne, even though he's a small guy. I just think that guy's got some some uh, some power, some force. Okay. Uh, Ice Cube. And then I hope this one isn't on your top three, Doc G, but Maynard James Keenan. You know that guy? I know that guy, yes. Okay. So I get. I can see why you'd pick him. Well, he has a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, which I learned recently is basically a black belt. Uh, Very so, close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, no way. Yeah. All right. That's all right.
0: Me. I like it. I like it. My honorable mention, Mike, former guest of this show. Former guest of this oh. show. Phil Collin from Def Leppard. That's right. Uh. Phil Collin from Def Leppard. Uh, first of all, he's one of the, and you'll see this with a couple of my uh, choices. Um, he seems like such a nice dude. Like, yeah. and he was a nice dude when I talked to him. Like, he just wouldn't hurt anybody. But if he had to, I think you're going to get demolished, uh, and <laughs> yeah. I'm and I'm talking about Phil Collins like year 2000,
2: because okay. like
0: now you know he's in his 60s, um, he's still in ridiculous ridiculous shape for his, in his 60s, but yeah. like in 2000, like the, in the in the, his like 40s, ooh, ooh. Now you just said uh, uh, Maynard has a uh, purple belt. Yes. Phil Collins has a a black belt. Say what? He has a black belt in karate. And he weighs 160 pounds, so he's a pretty small guy. But at one point in time, just 10 years ago, he has a recording of him bench pressing 380 pounds. Oh. At 160 pounds of body weight. Oh, no way. doing over double his body weight in bench press. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah. Talk about a little cannonball coming at you, man. That guy is gonna wreck your life if he gets <laughs> yeah. angry. For
3: wreck sure, your sure. life.
0: Mike, you're number three.
3: <laughs> my um, number three is gonna be uh Demi Lovato. <laughs> Wait,
5: what?
3: <laughs> so I, hey, I I did my research, man. She's she's uh she's got moves. She's she practices, she boxes. Jiu-jitsu, all that stuff. Martial arts. I'll, I'll say she
0: she seems to be a, a live wire. Yeah. So that, that could add to it. She definitely, I mean, you say the wrong thing. I feel like you're getting slapped pretty quick, regardless of what kind of bad moves are coming afterwards. Like, yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that uh and uh, i def- yeah, just sorry
3: i just want to preface this by saying i can't fight so i mean i, I like it's everybody so anybody
0: yeah <laughs> but anyone yeah in, in a, a feeble old crooner and you're gonna be like oh god no <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, jesus much. Bert baccarat before he passed away <laughs> at the age of 94 you would have been like no no, no Bert, don't do it he hits um, me with his
3: oxygen tank
0: Ugh! Uh, slow motion <laughs> Um, Mike, my, my number three. I think this is sort of. He probably. I I bet he's gonna be on your list. I might put some money on this. Fifty Cent.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: he's number yeah. one. You know, <laughs> Fifty Cent says he's number one. We'll take a little bit of time on this. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, he he he's just. I mean, he like. I mean, from Get Rich or Die Trying, right? The yeah. album cover. He's just ripped and he's yeah, just he looking at you like bad news bad news you know mm-hmm. and yeah. i mean he got shot nine times I, you know what didn't i didn't even die. consider that
3: yeah i didn't consider that but yeah that's also
0: you know you get shot nine times and you come out alive and your idea is hey i'm gonna go train and get ripped and come back even stronger that's a scary man yeah because you know i get shot nine times my idea is I'm gonna go hide in a cave, never to be seen again. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, is kidding me. And he I boxes mean,
3: though. He he's also a boxer.
0: Oh yeah, you you go yeah. back. You go back. You watch the uh, you know you, you watch the the classic uh, in in the club video. You know the training video. Woo. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any piece of that. No, thank no way. you, Mike. No, no, way. no thank you. <laughs> No way, Mike. You're
3: number two. My number two, Justin Bieber. Huh? <laughs> He'd probably kick my. Ass. He's another the, guy. I just think he's had to deal with. Uh, he's had to deal with weird fans and and shows, and I I just and he's also he trains. He trains
0: like the fight, Biebs. So.
3: Yeah, the Bieber.
0: I'm gonna be honest. The Biebs doesn't scare me that much. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Biebs doesn't doesn't uh, put a tingle down my spine that much. No. I'm gonna be. I mean, you know, who knows? He may be scrappy. I mean well like we had him as a birthday suit, you know, it seems like his family was pretty weird. So, you know, usually when yeah. people come from a weird family, they can be fighters, so you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I heard I heard his entourage was a pretty big pain in the ass from several different sources like when he went to Saturday Night Live, so mm. you know. Maybe maybe he's the maybe he's the big problem causer. Who knows? You know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't know. know. Anyways, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike, Who's your that's number why two? <laughs> again. That's why I love. I love your <laughs> list, Mike. You always got curveballs.
3: It's different, um, you know. I try.
0: My number two is Zach Wild. Zach you know Zach Wild. Wild? No, Google I'm him sorry. while I talk about him a little right. bit there. At Z Z A K K Z A K K Wild W Y L D E. So, um, sort of like my honorable mention, Mike, I don't think this dude would actually hurt a fly. Nope. Like, we've had several people on the show that have worked with Zach, and they say he's like the nicest dude ever. uh, And he just does seem like a super nice guy. In fact, back in the day, Mike, uh, we went back and forth on some comments on Instagram uh, when we had them evils on the show. And Zach was talking about them evils in the comments. It was very nice. Say what? But um, <laughs> Mike, I'm talking about Zach Wild back in the day when he worked with Ozzy. You know, he was Ozzy's guitarist. He was ripped. Like, I mean, this dude was super muscular. And then he looks like just a straight up effing Viking. Like, yeah, he I mean, does. he's got he really the does. long blonde hair and the giant beard and just. He's going to pull out some giant blade and just skin you alive. Like, Jeez. he's got that look. He has got yeah, that look. Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, just imagine, right? You're like, you like take a turn down a, a, a wrong road and you get to the end of that road and there's a garage open and that dude comes sauntering out. You're going to be like, ah, nope, reverse, reverse. That was yeah, the no wrong way. way. Like, oh, Jesus, No. He's uh, he's an intense feller. Intense feller. Yeah. Mike, we know we know you're number 1. Yep. We know you're a number 1 50 cent. Good number 1. Mike, I'm going to sort of break the rules for my number 1. Okay. So it's not really a musician. Hmm. My okay. number 1 is an executive producer. That was always with musicians. That's 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 fair. So he was on all of their albums. I mean, you look at the executive producer on all of these albums. He was number one on there. And I know there are some listeners that know who I'm going to say. Mr. Suge Knight. Oh. Suge Knight. Yeah. Suge Knight, the owner for a long time of Death Row Records, uh, that man... Is a scary man. So true. And in case yes. you're wondering, uh, what, what's Suge up to right now? Um, he's in jail right now for murder. He's in jail. So he's literally murdered someone. And I would say that wasn't his first go-round. Uh, that was probably uh, one of many. Uh, if yeah. that dude was coming towards me, I would instantly sh**. Mike, That's a fact. There wouldn't be no, like, I would just be like, oh God, no. He is, I mean, he used to play football, right? He used to play football. He's 6'2", 275. Just a wall of man. And not only that, but he only hung out with certified gangsters. Not, I'm a rapper gangster. These guys had nothing to lose. These guys do not care. They are some scary, scary people. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, kid. definitely tops my list. I mean, again, not an actual musician, never laid any bars down on wax, but yikes. Yeah. If I had, if I had to go do some work at the old Death Row Records, I would like have like an emergency call on speed dial, just ready. <laughs> Ah, 911. <laughs> Help, you have a life alert.
1: Help. <laughs> yeah, a life exactly. Alert. <laughs> Just getting a
0: little beeper going, man. Like I'm 97 year old woman. Uh, anyways, Mike, that is the Doc G Show. Mike, next week for the Doc G Show. Top three. What do we need for the Doc G top three mm. next week? What do we have? Um I am going to say, as far as our top three list, Mike, the top three things that remind you of the 90s. Mm. I love this. Okay. Top three things that remind you of the 90s. Cool. can be very broad, obviously. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Entertainment. Comedy, music, fashion. Mm-hmm. What reminds you of the 90s? I'm going to get some unique things. Right now, I'm already thinking of it. I think there's going to be a food thing on my list. I think there's going to be a show thing on my list. Maybe a fashion thing. I think those are the okay. three that I'm thinking. Might be might be a, a I, I don't know if I can go without a music thing. That's mm-hmm. going to be tough. It's going to be yeah. tough. That's the list. Top three things that remember, cool. uh, remind you of the 90s. Mike, need to move on. Two birthday suits left. As you right. know, as I just looked up before we started, the top uh, Doc G top three. As far as the list, you are now seventeen for twenty five. Seventeen for twenty five. Uh, oof. I don't know if you're gonna get either of these. What do you want first, the retired basketball <laughs> player or the uh, the the uh, actor? Let's go with the actor. Okay. Born on March 8th, 1976, one year after uh, after Dawson there, um, in Los Angeles, California. Our birthday suit wear's dad sadly committed suicide when our birthday suit wear was only one year old. After uh, his father's suicide, our birthday suit wear moved to Albuquerque with his mom. When he was 15 years old, Neil Patrick Harris came to his high school to get students excited about acting. Wait, what? What the F, Mike? Why didn't Neil Patrick Harris ever come to my high school? Come on. What's that all about? I'd be (laughs) jacked. I'd be jacked (laughs) if NPH came to my high school. Come on. Anyways, uh, he decided afterwards that he was going to get into acting. So he moved to L.A. and started auditioning. His first big movie was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Hmm. Then in 1999, he starred in She's All That. Then in 2002, he filmed the live action version of Scooby-Doo. He played the character Fred Jones. He guest starred in an episode of Friends in 2003 as Sandy, the male nanny. So true. In 2010, he guest starred on Psych. In 2021, he joined the reboot of Punky Brewster as the title character's ex-husband. Side note, he married Sarah Michelle Geller in 2002. Say what? They have two children together. Name that birthday suit wearer. Uh, is it Freddie Prince Jr.? Yes.
4: Bang,
0: bang, 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 bang. Got it. Nicely <laughs> done, Mike. Nicely done. Yeah. I didn't think you'd get that. I don't think I would have gotten that,
3: I think honestly. I looked at his uh, Instagram a couple uh, weeks ago or something like that. He does a podcast with somebody. I think it's another... Uh, heartthrob.
0: Huh? Oh, don't yeah. you find don't you find that wild though that him and uh, and James Vanderbeek going on the same day? Like they sort I mean yeah. they sort of similar careers, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah, kind of like the same. Yeah. They Like were, I mean they they're were...
0: only a year apart. They had the like the exact same time frame that they were really famous in the mm-hmm. very late 90s, early 2000s. And then too super sort of faithful long-term dudes as far as their marriages yeah i mean you know he's been married to uh sarah michelle geller for 21 years now ah that's awesome good for them i didn't know that that's awesome. 21 years and they have two kids
3: yes in,
0: in hollywood terms that's 176 years <laughs> yeah insane pretty much pretty much and they and they didn't do the kurt russell goldie Hawn deal of we're not actually going to get married we're just going to be together for all that time they actually got married hmm. like wild man no name anyway. change
3: though for sarah michelle prince yeah Jr. no <laughs> had,
0: had had to keep had to keep it michelle geller you know yeah but yeah. uh anyways happy birthday to uh freddie prince uh yeah. mike you're now uh 18 18 out of 26. I'll take it. So, you can, so now we can go to uh, our last birthday suit wearer. Born on March 8, 1965 in New York, New York. Our birthday suit wearer loved playing basketball growing up on all the courts around the city. He ended up playing at the famous Archbishop Malloy High School and became a McDonald's All-American. Ended up going to the University of North Carolina and playing with Michael Jordan his freshman Mm. year. After four years, he declared for the NBA. He was selected sixth overall by the Sacramento Kings. Ended up playing for six different teams during his career. The Kings, the Atlanta Hawks, Houston Rockets, Detroit Pistons, Orlando Magic, and Denver Nuggets. Mm. He was an NBA champion twice, with the Houston Rockets in 1994 and 1995. After his playing career, he joined Turner Broadcasting to work with Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal on Inside the NBA. Name that birthday suit wearer. Oh, man. He's the other guy, Mike. Who's the other guy with with uh, Ernie, uh, Charles, and, and Shaq? Ah, why am
3: I forgetting this guy's name? I'm going to have to take a pass on this one, Doc G. It's just not coming to oh. me. I don't want to waste any more time. Oh. This is an easy one, too, I feel like. It uh, is pretty
0: easy. You're going <laughs> to kick yourself when I say it. I, I can give you half credit if you can think of it from the initials. <clears throat> K.S. Hmm. Kenny
3: Smith. Ah.
0: Kenny Smith, there you you. go. Thank you. I'll take it. You're you're back on the halves, Mike. You only only stayed on. So you got two (laughs) halves today. You got two halves. You got half for James. You got half for uh, the clue, the phone a friend on Kenny Smith there. There you go. So you're ending 18 and a half out of 27 today. 18.5 18 and a half out what's of 27. That, what's that percentage look like, Doc G? You're way faster with the... Uh... You're a little over 66% because, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> you're like 67 and change because uh... 18 out of 27 would be two-thirds. So, you know. Math fractions, listeners. We'll know we'll your math. F- <laughs> know your math. Anyways, Mike, we have... Oh, my goodness, the shows. Two shows coming up. That I am so excited about. Oh, man. Next week, we have the amazing Cowboy Kent Rollins. Mm. Cowboy Kent Rollins. I'm going to talk about how he got in to being a a cook, a chef. How he got in to saying, you know what? I'm going to set up this here chuck wagon. And I'm going to make food on the chuck wagon. And then, how did he become a super famous social media star that's got millions of followers? How did that happen, man? Yeah. How did, that, did that happen? I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be super fun. And then the week after that, Mike, whoo! Big guest. That's right. Big guest. I would say um, our most famous uh, comedian we've ever had on the show to date. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam Murrell. Sam Murrell. No. No offense to Joe List, but I think Sam's got a bigger following now than, yeah, than Joe does. Yeah. But regardless, I'm very excited to have Sam on the show. My gosh, he's doing some big things. Just he such does. a, seems like such a fun guy. And if he isn't a fun guy when he comes on the show, I'll completely take it back. And be like, that guy was horrible. <laughs> I hated that guy. So cheap. But I don't think that's going to happen, Mike. I think he's going to be a super so. fun guy. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to talk to him. He's got a huge show coming here at the old florida theater big time you know very exciting and uh yeah then after that mike i'm 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 reloading i'm getting all new guests after that right i'm working on it this week i'm getting ready to send the feelers out right i'm getting ready to get get the the big group together the huge list of the folks coming on the show so can't wait it's gonna be awesome but until then mike we need to wrap it up I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the incomparable—wait, what? Mm. Maybe, (laughs) notorious, none other, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus, Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Woo! And until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out.
3: Zip it a doo (laughs) dah.
0: I'm